Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Moms and Coaching Podcast. I'm Brooke Wyckoff, women's basketball coach at Florida State University and mom to my daughter, Avery. And I'm Erica Lambert, women's basketball coach at Abilene Christian University and mom to my daughters, Ava and Maya. Being a mom and being a coach are two amazing jobs, but being both provides a unique set of challenges, especially in the world of college athletics. So on this podcast, we discuss our experiences, share some advice, and have real conversations with other moms in coaching who get it. If you're a college coach, a high school coach, anyone working in athletics, or a working parent in general, we're so glad you're here listening in. We wanna encourage you to win the day and keep your family first. Brooke and I chat this week with a good friend of ours who's been a dear friend to Moms in Coaching as well. Our guest is Taryn Martin. She's in her eighth year as the associate head coach at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And we got to visit with her after UAB finished up practice for the day. Taryn is a coaching mom who truly prioritizes her family while still pouring so much of her passion and her talents and her gifts into the coaching profession as well. Her family is precious. They are so much fun. The Martins are a family of six. Yes, you heard that right. Taryn has four kids. She's a very busy coaching mom and a successful one at that. Taryn's been a big part of building the program at UAB under head coach Randy Norton. Three seasons ago, they won UAB's first ever Conference USA regular season title. And Taryn's team last year was 20 and 11 for their third straight 20 win season. And they finished ninth in the country in three-point field goal percentage. So lots of good stuff going on there. In this episode, she talks to us about the two biggest themes of 2020, which have been the coronavirus and race relations in our country. And she gives us some insight into how she and her husband handle the balancing act of full-time coaching. And he's a school administrator and how they balance everything with their kids specifically one of their sons who has special needs, which is something unique to the Martin family. So she has so much wisdom to share. I know you're going to love it. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Moms in Coaching podcast. We have a special guest with us today. We have eighth year associate head coach at UAB, Taryn Martin with us. Thanks, Taryn, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Taryn, it's so good to have you on here and get to reconnect. I love seeing you on the road and just connecting with you, even when we play each other. So it's been a minute since we've gotten to do that. The reason why we're not seeing each other, coronavirus, how is that looking for your players and your guys' return to campus? What's the overall COVID situation at UAB right now? We've had a couple of players that have gotten it. It actually happened when this summer, a lot of the girls came back. And they were working out together. We were planning on starting at the end of July, just like everybody else. And um, sure enough, we had a couple of players that got it and everybody got shipped home. And so everybody went back in quarantine. And then it's been a couple of weeks. They've all returned. They came back Monday, got tested, blood work, heart checks, everything. And so everybody got cleared. We're good to go. And we've had our third practice. So it's been exciting. Yeah. Are you guys back in class already? We start Monday. Okay. Yep. And so they'll go to school in the classroom with masks. It's mandated here. And then once Thanksgiving hits, then uh, they go online. Gotcha. 
It's one thing to just have your team there and be working out. Now everybody's coming. Do you guys talk a lot to your players about staying safe? How much are you guys engaging in that conversation on a daily basis? We do. It's daily. And our athletic trainer, uh, she does a great job. I mean, I never thought I'd be in a space where we're lysawing basketballs after every 10 minute segment. And then, you know, we'll huddle up and our huddles are six feet apart and we never can get together. And it's just like, it's really awkward, but coach Norton does a great job also with the girls and just talk to him about, Hey, right now we've got to really focus in on being our best selves. We've got to wear our masks. We've got to sanitize. We've talked about cleaning your apartments, just all that good stuff and keeping your distance. I think it is a concern for everybody, but hopefully everybody will do their part once we're all together. You can only hope and pray and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Teamwork. (laughs) The the concept of caring about your teammate, caring about the person next to you more than maybe you even are worried about yourself. It has become so huge in this climate. Last question about COVID. Are you guys coaching in masks? We are. We are coaching in masks, yes. It's hot. I don't know if you guys have done it yet, but it's hot. I mean, when you're standing in one spot, you're fine. But, man, the second you start talking and you're in a stance and you're trying to get those girls to get motivated and and do what you're told to do, it's all of a sudden when you're done, you're like, you know, you're taking that mask off, just breathing in a corner real quick. And then you, you know, you quickly put it back on. So it's difficult. I'm with you. I I do the exact same thing you just described. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, for sure, somebody has got to be coming out with some contraption because the face shields don't work. Those don't protect, you know, like the air is coming in and out, those plastic face shields. Somebody's got to be inventing like a breathable a breathable mask. You've seen the outfit though, haven't you? Where it's like no. a turtleneck almost and it goes around your ears now. No. <laughs> yeah. So it goes around and it's like looser, but it's like not really the style now. I have to look into that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's brutal, but safety is important. So we'll, <laughs> I won't complain too much. So, okay. 2020, crazy year, not only because of coronavirus, but also because of everything that's happening with race relations. You are in the city of Birmingham, where for decades has been a centerpiece for this whole fight. We've had a lot of protests here, and um, it's been peaceful for the most part. I think the reason why it's been so peaceful is, one, because of the history. I think we're ahead of the curve off that. But I also think our mayor is amazing. He's a great leader. He comes out. He's not afraid to hit things head on. So he's taken charge of this and just been a great leader for the city of Birmingham. Did you guys spend a lot of time discussing that with your team as well after the George Floyd murder and the protests started ramping up? For sure. Yeah. Over Zoom. You know, the bad thing about this COVID situation is we value personal, like one-on-one conversations and uh, we value relationships and, and being together as a team in the locker room and huddling and giving hugs and high fives and having those deep conversations. Zoom has really kind of made it impersonal. Coach Norton has done a great job. We have different topics that we talk about and we let the girls talk about it. Um, but since they've come back, Um, he's already discussed different things. Like we're going to read different books. We're going to go to the civil rights museum. Um, we have different speakers planned to come in to talk to our girls. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, with coach Norton and our staff, the Bible is our playbook. And so we go based off that we're going to love them. And they know that about us. 
we're going to be honest and we're going to be real raw. We're going to look at each other. We're going to look at ourselves in the mirror and just kind of tackle things head on and try to live through that in, in the city of Birmingham and with the people that we come in contact. So because you guys are there, your family's living there and you have older kids, some middle schoolers. Has it been a topic at home that you've been able to discuss with them? You know, to be honest with you, it's been a topic since I've moved down here. It's something that my children have been raised on and in the schools, they've been taught since they've been in pre-K. I can't speak on that for everybody else if they're getting that as far as education, but my kids are very well educated. I think as this has come up, they've asked questions like, I don't get it. I don't understand because they've been educated, but it's kind of a blessing where I'm at. I've noticed through other conversations I've had with other moms and because I'm originally from up North and they're asking me how I've tackled it. And I'm, I'm like, I've, we've been tackling this <laughs> since they've been in, in school here. And so it's been awesome, honestly, um, just to have that and for them to be educated with that. Cause I honestly did not have that growing up. So it's been awesome. I love that racial equality is just second nature to your kids. Yes. You know, I have so much hope in this next generation. Yes. Okay. So we're going to shift gears here and talk about hoops. I feel like if we all had a dollar for every time someone asked us if we're going to have a season, we'd be pretty rich by now. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're going to keep talking about it as if we, we will. Before we get to 2021, though, let's go ahead and reflect on last season. You guys had your third straight 20 win season top 10 in the country in three-point field goal percentage. And that's been a theme for your program. You guys have been basically top 30 in the country in that stat for the last four years. So I'm curious what it is about your offense that makes your program so consistent in the three-point shooting category. Well, I think with our program, we value transition and motion offense. We hit that every single day in any sort of practice. And then you think about the kids that you recruit. So the kids that we recruit are able to do that. They're usually coming from motion offense, either from high school or their AAU program. And every drill that we do is a shooting drill. I mean, we stat every single practice. We post, they compete in shooting drills. So I think every single day, we just keep it very simple. We try not to complicate too much so they don't have to think <laughs> as much. Um, so I think honestly, that's probably why we've been successful in that category. And like I told you before, we've had Rachel Childress and uh, she makes things very easy for us. Now we don't. <laughs> yeah. So you graduated, was it five or six seniors? Six. You graduated six. So what's the outlook for your 2021 team? We're honestly really excited. And I know I, you guys can speak about that when you have youth. It just makes you a better coach. You know what I mean? They have the questions and they're so coachable. They don't know it all. It's just breath of fresh air almost. And we're just excited. There, we actually have seven. We have six that can play, a seventh that is redshirted. So having half of our team just not really knowing. They know our culture. They know what we stand for. But, you know, today's practice, just running a simple uh, pick and pop, you know, you got to break things down off that <laughs> and what you're looking for. So it's refreshing. So we're excited. Good. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I think when you lose your firepower and that franchise kid who you've had for four years, it's a little scary, but it is so much fun, especially as an assistant coach, I think, when there's a lot of coaching required for those new ones. Yes, I agree with that. 
Let's turn our attention to your other team because you have an entire team at home. Um, (laughs) You guys have a starting five plus a bench or someone coming off the bench or you're coaching them and that you got a, you got a starting five. Uh, You and your husband, Patrick have four beautiful children and they span the gamut of, of age. And you guys have had an interesting journey just as a family. Can you just talk us through that timeline? Yeah. So I, I played basketball at Illinois state after I graduated, I stayed on staff as a graduate assistant. And Robin Pinchton was the head coach there. Um, Just an amazing lady. I mean, just does things the right way. Um, There's no gray area in her program. Married, and then she also had a child during that time. So I was around a family, a woman that was like, can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to, Taryn. I had that as an example. And then you also had Coach Norton four kids. It was a cluster during that time. His situation is my situation right now. And so I was able to watch him balance that out as well. During my time there as a GA, I became Dobo, got married, had two kids right off the bat that were 10 and a half months apart. And I get really uncomfortable when I say that because of the judgment on the other end. If you're a parent, (laughs) you're thinking, why? <laughs> why did you do that, Taryn? And I don't know. I don't, I don't know why that happened, but God does. So I went with it. These things happen, Taryn. It's okay. We yeah, know. That's We're- right. <laughs> so uh, stayed on staff for five years. At that time, the, my fifth year, Patrick uh, got a superintendent's job in a different community. He's superintendent of a school district. And um, we moved. I uh, was still at Illinois State, but then two months later, Robin got the head coaching job at the University of Missouri. Bad timing for us. Just didn't feel like that would be fair to my husband and my kids who were one and two at the time. So I stayed back and really unsure what I was going to do. And then sure enough, a division three job opened up 10 minutes from the house that we bought. I met the athletic director there. Again, a family guy who I just stepped in there and said, here's what I'm about. I don't know if you're interested. And he just kind of looked at me. He was like, done. You know, that's what I want. And so I was able to turn around a program there at Eureka College, built great relationships there, just had a great story there with the people that I came across. And it was just a blast. And then from there, Coach Norton got the head job at UAB. And he called and he asked, hey, curious, would you ever be interested in coming down? At first, I was like, absolutely. We are all in. Patrick's like, let's do it. And he goes, okay. He was thinking, I'm I'm probably going to get this. I'm getting the phone call. I just wanted to get my ducks in a row. Yes, we're in. Got the job. Gives me a call. He goes, it's ours. Here's the situation. I sobbed. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if we can like move our family this far. Patrick doesn't even have a job. How's this even going to happen? He goes, okay, well, talk it over to Patrick. I thought you were in. (laughs) And I was like, I will. And Patrick's like, you got to go. You got to go. We'll figure this out. Patrick really pushed me to kind of stretch myself. And I mean, unbelievable support system that I have with him. I know that I'm fortunate with that. So I moved down to UAB with uh, Riley and Jackson. And that my last year, I should backtrack, I had Tyson at that time. So Tyson was born um, with some issues. He had a spot over his brain, um, was developing differently than my other two kids. So Patrick decided to keep him back with him 
so that he could uh, have the doctors that he needed at that time. So we lived apart for about 11 months. I lived down here with Riley Jackson. Patrick was a backup in Illinois with Tyson. Um, we sold our house. Patrick was living on a couch at his best friend's house with Tyson. We just made it work. And I'll tell you what, that was hard. That tested our marriage like no other. We promised that we would never be apart uh, longer than, I think it, we got it down to 22 days. Seeing each other was the best part. Departing each other. I mean, I knew I was in a situation. It was one of the last times before my husband got a job down in Alabama. Uh, when my daughter went to the door and like put out her arms and was like, you're not leaving and sobbing. And I was like, okay, I may have to make a change here. I can't do this anymore. And sure enough, God swooped in. Patrick got a job down here and moved down. So we've been down here as a family for seven years. So it's just been quite a journey and to be able to have Patrick to just support me in this when he had a high profile job as it is to be able to put his job to the side and say hey I want to give you an opportunity too so it's just amazing we always say you got to be married to an amazing man <laughs> to be able to do this kind of thing for sure. I mean, that is like no small feat what you guys did. And I we can relate to that because our, our family story is similar. And my husband definitely slept on the buddy's couch and all that. So yeah. <laughs> Having gone through the experience and obviously things have worked out amazingly at this point, would you do it again? Honestly, I don't even think of that. It's like we did it and, and we just went for it. Now you know, having Trayson has brought a whole new dynamic. Before, you know, for several years, it was Riley Jackson Tyson, Riley Jackson Tyson. And Riley and Jackson, they do their activities and we support and we bring Tyson. Well, Tyson, as a special needs kid, it brings something different and we've had that. But then you bring Trey into the mix. It causes a lot of uh, balancing, a lot of scheduling. And uh, I think the biggest thing is that mom guilt I don't want them to not have opportunities. Even though I'm tired and I'm exhausted, I don't want me to get in the way of them. I constantly just push forward and just keep, you want that? Yeah, let's go try it. Let's, let's do this, you know? And with Tyson, it's more because he's special needs and he's one of those, it's cognitive. So it's almost dangerous. He looks whatever the so-called normal is, but he doesn't act it. And so the judgment part of that for him where if we put him into soccer, he's that kid. And you're like, mm, something's, is, is he, is he being, you know, not a good boy or is he something's wrong? And so the constant communicating with people about his story has just been something I've had to deal with. And then the other thing is not being afraid to put him in those situations. It's okay to get judged with him. It's okay for him to fail. It's okay. You know, his experience has been completely different than Riley and Jackson's. The balancing act with that has been hard, but like I said, I try to get myself out of the way so that they can have theirs. Anybody who's a mother in general, but certainly a mother for a coach, you're getting yourself out of the way nonstop. I mean, that's what you do, and it's amazing. And I know you're putting your players and your kids in the best position that they can be successful. So how do you guys do it? How do Patrick and you balance it? Who does what? Do you guys have help with all the activities and, and getting out of their way and with a one-year-old? How do you guys do it? A lot of people ask me that question. They always they think I have a nanny, and I don't. 
and I've looked into it, <laughs> but I, I can't afford that. <laughs> We've been really successful with college kids being able to step in and help us. Either they're students here at UAB or our last two years, we've had a niche in uh, seniors in high school who do not have an eighth period or whatever that last period is. With Riley Jackson and Tyson in school, they'll go there and then I'll have uh, that student swing through and pick up the three kids, bring them home, stay with them until I get home. So we'll have a babysitter that route. Trey, we lucked out. Again, this whole God thing happened because I was thinking, where, where do I even start here? We found a home, an older couple that takes a couple of kids in that are retired. And they just happened to have an opening during that time. And I was like, sign me up. So he goes there because that was something that my other three kids had. They had a home that they could go into. Um, so that was something that I personally wanted for them. So we just pump it out every single day. And honestly, I was telling uh, Coach Dunson this, the, another assistant on our staff, because he was asking me the same thing. He's like, I really don't know how you do it. And I said, I just try to win the day. And I go, honestly, I'm not winning the day. Like I'm not, I'm failing. My percentage is probably like 35, 40%. Like I'm failing every day, but it's okay. Like as long as I get them, I, fe I feed them, I get them dressed, <laughs> I get them to where they need to be. And then I hear them out, they come home. I love them, try to just feed positivity in them and away we go. And then at night we get them to bed and then Patrick and I, we get to talk, we get to have bonding time. And then we talk about the next day and then we try again. You know, we just, one day I will get an A, but it's just not looking like that right now. <laughs> you are a straight A student in my eyes, <laughs> listening to this. You're my hero. <laughs> I don't envy you, <laughs> but you are my hero, Taryn. Oh my gosh, girl. You make it look like, you know, it's been a while since we had an in-depth conversation. We've seen each other a lot. You make it look really good. I'm just telling you, like you have it together, girl. And I know it doesn't feel like that probably, but man, you're doing, you're a straight A student. Okay. So <laughs> one last question along these lines, like your kids going back to school, the older three, how has that been amidst the pandemic and all the issues related to that? Yeah. So Tyson, uh, he will go every day and he started yesterday. And again, as a special needs kid, this is just not, COVID is not equipped <laughs> for special needs kids. It's super hard. Uh, he wants to touch. He wants to hug. He wants to, you know, he's in your personal space. And then you add the mask. And so his mask that he has to wear every day, he like, he chews on it. He can't keep it over his nose. And so, you know, trying to go through that journey with him on having two to three masks being sent every day and then having to rewash them and disinfect, he's his own story. But I'm so thankful that he gets to go every day because he needs it. Those special needs kids, they need it. Honestly, in my opinion, the most because they need that personal one-on-one -on -one time to be taught because when he was home with me and we were in quarantine, I mean, and I know everybody had those things going on in Instagram, the funny things. And that's real, as you know, like teachers, they're amazing. <laughs> Riley and Jackson, they go every other day. They have a red group, blue group. So they're in the blue group. So their first day was today. 
So they'll go start Friday and then they're going to have to tell me when they go to school. Cause I know I'll be like, okay, what was that again? <laughs> Monday? No, I feel like they could use that to their advantage at some point, you know? My son Jackson would do that. <laughs> Riley would sell him out in a heartbeat. <laughs> so what do they do on their not school day? Homework will be sent home or they'll have stuff online. Let's put basketball and family together. You already mentioned your boss, Coach Norton. He seems like such a family man. He is. And I feel like every basketball program in the country sells this idea of family. You know, everybody uses that word. We all say our program's like a family. But I'm curious how your boss and how your coaching staff really makes your Blazers team a family. Well, we live it through our children. My children, they were now with COVID, they're not allowed to be in Bartow. So uh, that's a little different. But in the past, I mean, they're around them constantly. They're babysitting my children. Coach Norton's kids, they're older. A couple of them live closer here, especially one that's in Birmingham. She's around. Um, so that in itself kind of shows that example. Also, I played for Coach Norton. I babysat for his kids. And so during this recruiting process, these players know this. I played for him, watched his kids, lived with the Norton family one summer because my lease was up and I was engaged to Patrick and I didn't have a place to live. And so that summer, him and his wife allowed me to live with them. They had an extra bedroom, but the trade-off was I was in charge of their kids now. <laughs> they were both working. So I'd run them to their activities and help and do all that. So I've been basically a uh, adopted child for him and his wife for 17, 18 years. So they know that kind of relationship that we have. And then you add, you know, our other assistant coach, Coach Dunson. Coach Norton's uh, son played with uh, Coach Dunson's brother and from the same community. Ardobo, her dad was my boss. He was the AD at Eureka. She babysat my kids. And so we're just constantly connected through this. And then as far as just our team, we just love them dearly. I mean, we just love on them. We have a ton of one-on-one -on -one meetings, a ton of team meetings. Every fall we go on trips together. So we'll either take them to the mountains or to the beach and we spend the weekend together. We just constantly just feed into them. We get to know them. We bring in speakers. We read books, like I told you, and we just keep treating our program as if they're our own kids. Coach Norton does a great job with that. He tells them all the time, you know, people want to talk about family, but in my family, it's not perfect. We've got to be able to call each other out, have family meetings, and be able to own it, and be able to say, you know what, I was wrong, or I can do better, and then we forgive and we get a fresh start the next day. And so we talk a lot about fresh starts and that we don't have to know it all. And I think over time, as you're in our program, people just know that if I'm going to come to UAB, I'm going to be treated as if I'm their own. Yeah, I think that last point is really important because when we sell family in the recruiting process, I think what we're saying is we're really close. Yep. But really... The important piece of that is it doesn't mean we get along all the time. We have human relationships, like you said, just in our house. And so they do, when our players get to see our kids around a lot, that's good. I think it's even okay when they see us fuss at our kids a yeah. little bit, you know, and, and how we deal with conflict in our own families on the day-to-day -day because that's a reality of our basketball programs too. You know, we can talk about family, but I think what's hard is we've got to remember that 
it's not based off wins and losses. It's not based on if you shot 40% or 20%. My feelings of you have nothing to do with that. My feelings of you as a person, are you equipped, you know, after these four years to go on and be successful? Did I do my job? And so that's family to us. I love that. Well, I have so much respect for you. I know Brooke already said this, but I'm a big cheerleader for the Martin family and I have admired your staff and your program from afar for years now. You're a great friend to me and I just think your family's awesome. So the last question, we're going to wrap up with this. What is winning the game for you right now? Honestly, I think the thing with COVID and everything that's been going on, it's probably made my relationship with God a little bit closer, trusting that faith. So being able to put my nose in the the word is winning the day for me. It's allowed me to focus on family and what really matters, slowing down. To me, it's one day at a time. I honestly, I'm the person, if you ask me next week, I'm not going to have an answer because I don't even know, honestly, what I'm doing for dinner. Dinner is like, mm. my husband will come home. He's like, what's for dinner? And I said, It'll be five o'clock. He's like, what do you want? Because I have not even processed that. And that's okay. So it's just about waking up. At least I have everything organized for my family. And I'm just going to be the best I possibly can impact as many lives as possible and just be positive and kind of let God shine through me. Yes. Well, amen to that. And I'm so glad you mentioned the dinner thing because it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. I feel like this is a recurring theme on the Moms of Coaching podcast. It is. So you're the one who has like the menus, like you are inspiring me. I'm like, how is she getting this done? I'm like one every three weeks. I'll have a good week and then I take a couple off. And I always say I'm, I really want to get the crock pot thing down. And you've got to buy all that and you've got to like prep and I'm not a prepper. So there is a church, I'll tell you this, that's across the street from me that uh, through their ministry, they uh, do frozen meals wow. and you can purchase it. I mean, it's been game changer and they just reopened it because before, you know, with COVID they couldn't, uh, they opened it up this week. And I mean, I went online purchase my meals. Last night we had shepherd's pie, just put it in the oven. Tonight we're having like poppy chicken. We're just going to get after it with that. So <laughs> nice. You guys. Okay. I have one child. You guys have multiple. My win is to buy a Papa John's pizza at the beginning of the week. And my daughter, it's like, makes her so happy. She eats two pieces for dinner. Literally last week, no, two weeks ago. We took off a week last week. Every night. She's happy as a clam. And I don't need, <laughs> I, I, I hate to admit, but literally Papa John's pizza medium gets you through like at least, yeah, it's eight pieces Monday through Thursday. So there you go. <laughs> Boom. That is very resourceful. Yeah. And everybody's happy. Everybody's are, happy. We love the Papa too. We love Papa. <laughs> Let's see. We love uh, Taco Bell. Like 12 pack is game changer with us. Chick-fil-A, that little nugget meal. I mean, you could just. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, with four kids, you feed the whole family with me. I have one kid. I feed my family for a week. I mean, come on. Oh my gosh, you guys. Hey, it is. It, this is the reality of our lives and it's their beautiful lives. And Taryn, you are beautiful inside and out. You have a beautiful family. After hearing all that, I cannot believe you made time to talk to us today, but I am so 
we, I should say, I'll speak for Erica as well. Like we are so excited to have had you. Just thanks for sharing and for your vulnerability and just being a, a role model for all of us and the young ladies that you coach. Well, thank you for having me. And I just, I love what you guys do. And it's just so awesome to be able to share stories and just listen and see other moms out there just doing their thing and being able to show that to our student athletes. And it's just, what you guys do is just absolutely awesome. I'm a big fan. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to the Moms and Coaching Podcast. We hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Also, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at momsincoaching at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Momsincoaching. Bye everyone. Until next time.